Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, this series is called You Make Me Crazy. It's all about people in your life who make you crazy and and how to deal with them. I had uh, a little birthday a few weeks back, and so we went down to the beach with some family and friends to celebrate. And at one point, uh, we were walking down the beach. Nobody was out there. It was just Liz and my daughter, my son, my brother and, and his son and our two dogs. And we let them off leash. And we came up on two people near a house and they had a dog. And so my dog, Molly, ignores my commands, of course, and she walks up to them and we hurry over to try to get her back on the leash. But the guy immediately and, and pretty irrationally starts yelling at us, like cursing us out. I mean, like, like really elevating the situation to something that was completely unnecessary. I was trying to get Molly back on her leash, but this was escalating quickly and, and I was getting mad and he and I had a couple of words and he cussed at us again. And I look up and I had this very clear moment where I, I looked at him and I saw craziness in his eyes and I looked at what he was holding in his hands. And in one hand, he held a metal detector and in the other hand, and I, I kid you not, he held a pickaxe. And like, I haven't seen a pickaxe since the, like the last time I saw Yukon Cornelius and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But I saw him gripping that thing and, and thankfully, instead of saying what I wanted to say, logic prevailed and I backed away. Um, we all do foolish things and the thing that minimizes the problems that, that we have, especially when it comes to relationships, is, is wisdom. It, it doesn't get a, rid of problems entirely, but wisdom minimizes the foolish things that we do. And, and if you know how to respond wisely, your problems will be reduced. And the truth is that, that nowhere are we more, more foolish than in our relationships. We treat people in ways that provoke the very thing that we don't want from them. We're often counterproductive in our relationships. I I want my relationships to be fulfilling, not draining, but we often do dumb things, don't we? We often do unwise things. And in, in relationships, we often do the thing that we naturally feel like doing, but the thing that we naturally feel like doing is almost always the wrong thing. Having wisdom in relationships, it doesn't, it doesn't solve every problem, but it does reduce problems. There's a, there's a classic passage on wisdom that I want to share today from the book of James. And I want to pull out some of the keys here to wisdom and share with you some verses from the book of Proverbs along the way too that, that are so insightful when it comes to this area of our lives. Because we don't want to make each other crazy. We, we want to be able to live with the crazy makers in our lives, in our world. So James chapter 3 says it like this. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow, peace, uh, who sow in peace reap a harvest of 
righteousness. If you have chaos in your life, if you have disorder, wherever you find that, you're going to find um, ego. And that's at the core of every relationship problem. Now, these verses teach us a lot about that in relationships because wisdom ultimately is a way of relating to, to people in our lives. It's about what you do, not just about what you think. Wisdom isn't just education or aptitude or smarts or intelligence. Wisdom shows up primarily in the area of relationships. You may have all kinds of knowledge and still be a fool. You, you, you know anybody like that? Don't like point any fingers at anybody right now, but, but you may have all kinds of degrees and still be a fool. That's because you can be smart, but not wise. Wisdom always has to do with relationships. And that's about what you do, not what you say. It's, it's not about your diploma. It's about your, your disposition. So James is speaking to the ways that we typically relate. Bitterness, anger, resentment, selfishness, ambition. These things are foolish, he says. In verse 18, he says, those who are peacemakers plant seeds of peace. The Bible says this, that every day in every relationship, you are planting seeds and you're going to reap what you sow. And you can sow seeds of trust or distrust. You can sow seeds of peace or anger. You can sow seeds of love or hate. The question is, what kind of seeds will you sow? How do you plant seeds of peace? You have to be wise. So, so this passage, uh, passage teaches us six things that wise people never do in relationships. And, and honestly, I've done every single one of them and so have you, but, but these are foolish approaches to relationships, whether it's with your husband or your wife or your friends or your employees or your children or your um, boss or your neighbors. We've all done these things, but in any relational problem, do you know this? Half the problem is you. And, and, when, you, and when you respond incorrectly to the crazy makers in your life, you actually make things worse. You can make it worse or better with your response. And so let's talk about the six things that wise people never do in relationships. First, the Bible says that wisdom comes from heaven. It's, it, it, the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. The, the word that we use for that is, today is this word integrity. The foundation of all good relationships is integrity. All relationships are built on this thing called trust. I need to have a basic level of trust for you and, and you for me. If there isn't trust, there can't be relationship. And that's because all trust is built on truth. And, and if I'm telling you the truth, I'm, I'm not lying to you. I'm not living in some weird double life. I'm, I'm being honest with you. All trust is built upon truth. And so if there's no truth, there can't be any relationship. Truth is the foundation of trust and honesty. If you're lying to people in your life, you can't have a relationship with them. Dr. Uh, Leonard Keeler, he was the guy who invented the lie detector test. He tested over 25,000 people during his lifetime with his lie detector. And his conclusion at all of it, the end of all of it was this, we all lie, all of us. Human beings are fundamentally dishonest. We lie to God, we lie to each other, and we lie maybe most of all to ourselves. Ephesians chapter four says, therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. We have this amazing ability to convince ourselves of anything. Uh, unwise people lie to God, lie to one another, and lie to themselves. But here's key number one. If I want to be wise, I won't compromise my integrity. I won't lie. Like, I, I won't live a double life. I will recognize that trust is built on truth. Proverbs 2, 7 says, he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. It says God will be your shield and, and you need a shield in your life. 
to protect yourself from the crazy makers around you. But God says, hey, you need to walk with integrity if you want to have my shield of protection for you. That's first. Now, second, wisdom is also peace-loving. Wise people don't look for a fight. Fools love to fight. They love to argue. They're always trying to provoke anger. If you want to see evidence of that, just go online, right? Spend time on Facebook. Get on Twitter. We are to be wise. People who aren't always trying to provoke anger in others. So here's the key. If I want to be wise, I won't antagonize your anger. If I want to be wise, I won't antagonize your anger. You ever, you ever done this where you learn uh, with someone near you what pushes their buttons and you file that little piece of information away for next time and it's, it's kind of like a little weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> then you get into an argument again and at some point, and, and you remember this, and you pull out the big gun, you pull out the WMD and you like push their button and you watch it explode, you know, boom. And you're like, see? The Bible calls that dumb. <laughs> you're, you're not getting closer to a resolution. You're actually getting further away. You're hurting the relationship. You're being foolish. We have to be people who say, I'm going to be the wiser person and not push back. Look at what Proverbs again says. It says it, it is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. That's in Proverbs 20, verse 3. It's wise to stay out of it. And if you just drop the weapon of mass destruction on them, you don't really care about them. There are, there are a lot of ways we do this, but there are, here are three ways that we do this, three tools that we use as weapons. First, comparing. Comparison is a weapon that we use against people. But comparing people to anyone else is foolish. It, it kind of goes like this, like, why can't you be like so-and-so? Or you're always like him or her. Or you're just like your mother. Like, that's a great one, right? Or you're just like your father. It's, it's foolish. Those are the foolish things that we say. Never compare your wife to someone else or your husband or your kids or, or your boss or anyone. Everybody's unique, but we use that as a weapon. A second weapon that we use is this, condemning condemnation. We condemn the other person and we start to make them feel guilty or ashamed. And, and, and when you do that, you're going to get the exact opposite of what you really want. You, you don't need to try to be somebody else's God, okay? Using words like you should, or you have to, or you ought to. Don't use those words. A third weapon that we use is contradicting. This is always, this, this always makes people mad. Have you ever been with a couple where there's like a, where the husband or the wife is trying to tell a story and the, the spouse is correcting them the whole time? It's, it's kind of annoying, right? Like don't sweat the small stuff. Psychologist William James says this, he says, wisdom is the art of knowing what to overlook. Proverbs 14 says it like this, whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick tempered displays folly. We say and do stupid things out of anger. The third thing in this is that wisdom is gentle all of the time. It's considerate. In Philippians 4, it says that we ought to let our gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let everybody see that, that you're considerate in all that you do. And that means being considerate to people who might be inconsiderate to you, to people who hurt you, to people who call you names, who get even with you. And all of those things we aren't to do. Being considerate is like the antidote to the, to the two most foolish things that we do in relationships. One is this, we react to what people say and ignore how they feel. We need to look behind the words at the emotion. If you're wise, you'll stop focusing on just what he or she says so much and look behind it 
ask this question, what would cause them to feel that way? Here's the truth, hurt people hurt people. But, but unkind people need your kindness the most. Like they're, they're calling out to the world, hey, I'm in, I'm in pain, I'm struggling. The second foolish thing that we do, that the mistake we make is we invalidate the feelings that we don't feel ourselves. We say, if I don't feel it, it's dumb, it's irrational, it's illogical, and we dismiss it. That's not wise. We minimize the person when we invalidate their feelings. They, they might be saying, I'm afraid. And, and we say, well, don't be. And that's not helpful. We should ask them, well, why do you feel that way? Don't minimize feelings. Feelings aren't right or wrong. They're just feelings. They're just there. They're not facts. They're just feelings. And if I, if I feel something, I shouldn't have to defend it with you. When you try to convince someone that their feelings are wrong, you always lose that argument. And that's the third key. If I want to be wise, I won't minimize your feelings. Proverbs 15, four says the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. If you wanna be wise, stop minimizing others' feelings. Like let, let your friend or your spouse, whoever, let, let them feel what they feel without minimizing it. Being, being tired or depressed or angry or alone or scared, it's all okay. Let them feel how they feel. Next is this, wisdom is willing to yield to others. It's not stubborn or defensive. The, the wiser you are, the better listener you will be. You ever, you ever talk with somebody who finishes your sentences for you? Or like maybe you are that person. If that's you, you really have some work to do when it comes to listening. It's just kind of annoying because when you do that, you're not really listening. You're just thinking about what you want to say next. And it's just foolish to cut people off. Be open to what they have to say, even if you disagree. Be willing to learn, be open to reason. Here's a question for you. Can people that you disagree with reason with you? Can they reason with you? For a lot of us, it's like this, like don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is already made up. If I want your opinion, I will ask for it. Here's the fourth key to wisdom in relationships. If I want to be wise, I won't criticize your suggestions. A wise person can learn from anybody. They say this, like even a broken clock is right twice a day. People in your life, even the most irritating people, sometimes they're gonna have a good suggestion. They're gonna have a good idea. There will be a, a person in your life that may be wrong about everything else, but will be right about something. You can learn from them because you can learn from anybody. I can learn from anybody. Proverbs eighteen fifteen says it like this, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. If you, if you hear a dumb idea, just ignore it, right, and forget it. You don't need to prove every bad idea wrong, just move on. The fifth thing is this, wisdom is full of mercy and good deeds. It's, it's wise to show people mercy, to cut people slack when they mess up. God is uh, like the wisest person in the universe, right? He's also the most merciful. Maybe there's a connection there. When I, when I start to judge you, I'm just being foolish. It's, it's wise to give people the benefit of the doubt, to show them grace. God cuts me slack all the time. Wise people give others what they need, not what they deserve. And if I wanna be wise, I won't emphasize your mistakes. Wise people don't rub it in. Are, are you somebody who jumps on every single error, who always brings up the, the past? Every problem, every sin, you like file it away so that you can, you can pull it back out. You gotta stop doing that. In Proverbs chapter 17, it says, whoever would foster love 
covers over an offense. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. It's a powerful verse. Think of the person closest to you in your life. You love them, but, but there are still things that they do that are going to bug you. You know those things? Let them go. It's foolish to hold on to them. There are so many things to love about that person. Let it go. You are not God. And lastly, wisdom is impartial and always sincere. The the Greeks invented theater and the way uh, often that it worked was that one guy would play many parts. And so he would wear a, a mask. And then after his part was done, he would go back and get another mask and put it on and play another role. And there would be many roles and many masks. He was called, in, in Greek, he was called the, the hypocritos. And if that sounds familiar, that's because that's where we get the word hypocrite from. A hypocrite is literally someone who wears a mask. Now that's the opposite of who we're to be. We're to be authentic, the real deal, without a mask. And the sixth key to wisdom in relationships is this. If I want to be wise, I won't disguise my intentions. It means I won't trick you or mislead you. Fools are, are fakes, but wise people are authentic. And it's not trying to make yourself look better than you are. If I'm honest, real, if I'm, if I'm wise, I'm not going to disguise who I really am. So let's look back at those, those things. How wise are you? Do you compromise integrity? Do you antagonize to get even? Do you minimize people's feelings? Do you criticize suggestions? Do you Do you emphasize mistakes? Do you disguise your intentions? If you don't wise up and learn godly wisdom, you're going to make the same relational mistakes over and over and over again. And you won't get what you want, which is the intimate, soul-satisfying relationships that God intended for you to have. How do I get the wisdom to stop making foolish mistakes. Well, you don't get it from college or TV or online somewhere. You get wisdom from knowing God and doing what he says to do because he is the source of all wisdom. The Bible's filled with relational wisdom for you. And so our goal with this series, You Make Me Crazy, is to learn what God says to do when it comes to wisdom and the crazy makers in relationships, to learn what he says to do and then do it. And that won't happen until you know God. Colossians 2 verse 3 says that Jesus is the one in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. They're hidden in Jesus. And to experience wisdom, you have to get to know him. Let's pray. Um, Jesus, right now, we want to pray. And, and for those who don't know you right now, I want to say a prayer of invitation. And if you don't know him, you can say this along with me. Jesus, I want to surrender my heart to you, my life to you. I want to surrender my relationships to you and everything that is me to you. I want to invite you to come into my heart today to come into my life today and live with me. I need help. I need wisdom. And God, I want to pray for all of us in our relationships now. Would you give us wisdom, the wisdom that we need? Help us not to be foolish. We've been foolish too many times in our uh, relationships, in our key relationships in our lives. Would you give us the wisdom we need to live at peace and joy with all of those around us? We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. 
If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.